0: Welcome to Golf Better at Worldwide Golf Shops. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Brussell. Thanks so much for joining us. We say it every time if you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber, or maybe somewhere in the middle of that ride. Either way, it doesn't matter. We are just glad you joined us. And. We're glad you joined us today. Not only do we have a special guest on the phone, but I have my old compadre in the studio,
1: Kerry Cabez. Kerry, great to have you, man. Thanks, Tom. We really have a great guest. As you know, there's a pretty good, uh, pretty big golf tournament coming up in another weekend, and we thought it might be appropriate to have a Seattle native to come on and talk to us a little bit about Chambers Bay and Seattle area and uh, uh, just golf in general over there. That's right, Kerry. In addition to being a Seattle native...
0: This year, he's won over $2.3 million year to date. He's ranked 33rd in the world and 19th in FedEx Cup standings. He's had eight top 25 finishes in 15 events. Not too bad. Our special guest joining us today from our friends at True Linksware, Mr. Ryan Moore. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having
0: me. Hey, Ryan, in addition to those accolades, I should have also said, you're the only person we've had on the podcast so far this year that's lipped out an ace at Riviera. And lipped out the albatross. How many times have you heard that one?
2: Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. I think that might be the one time in my entire life uh, that's going to happen. Especially on that hole. Uh, that, that hole is about as tough as you can get these days. Tough to even get it uh, anywhere around the green, let alone uh, actually lip one out. Uh, it looked good the whole way, though. I got I got to be honest, it, it looked really good. <laughs>
0: I'm not. I'm not sure how it stayed out. I, really, I don't understand.
2: And then it didn't even stay on the green. That's the great part about the thing. And I didn't even make a
0: birdie. <laughs> Had to work to make four. Hey, but Ryan, let me let me take you back a little bit. Let's go back to you know how you got started in the game. I remember it wasn't. I think it was maybe ten or eleven years ago. I was talking with the the late great. You may remember him, Ron Balicki, the college golf writer. And I said. Ron, who do you like out there in the college game? Who's out there? He goes, man, Tom, this Ryan Moore kid is something else. Does, does it seem like, does it seem like it was that long ago? Does it seem like yesterday?
2: Uh yeah, it's. Uh, I can't believe this is my uh, my eleventh year on tour. That's for sure. It, it feels like I've I'd, I'd called maybe four or five. So uh, it goes by pretty quick. Uh, but man, you know, that was uh, Those are the good days, right there. Winning lots of tournaments and having fun doing it.
0: Tell us about how you got started in the game. Obviously, you're from the Pacific Northwest, where the U.S. Open is going to be played. Tell us a little bit about how you got how you got hooked on the game.
2: Well, it was uh, it was one of the things. My dad uh, was was into golf a lot, and uh, apparently, when I was really really young, I would just walk around the house uh, with a plastic club in my hand. And uh, and once I got big enough and, and old enough to to be able to golf, I, I pretty much begged my dad to take me anytime anywhere to a driving range or golf course or whatever whatever I could do and you know I got to go a little bit and uh, I just kind of got hooked to it early on. I played a lot of other sports it wasn't the only sport I played but uh, there's something always a little different about golf I just, I really enjoyed it
1: Tell us how you ended up at UNLV and maybe some of the players that you played with when you were at uh, college
2: I ended up at UNLV uh, you know, it was kind of a little bit random I guess of how I ended up there I uh, I played my first big like national junior golf tournament uh, my first ajga event in las vegas they used to have it out the legacy golf course there out in uh, henderson and uh there was something about it i just i really enjoyed it there. i really liked it uh it kind of had a lasting impression on me for some reason so when i was considering schools uh it was just very high on my list obviously at the time when I was growing up, they had a great program. that was consistently a top ten, top five program in the country. They had guys like Adam Scott had gone there, and Charlie Hoffman and Bill Lundy, these guys that were, you know, out on tour, and uh, you know the Chris Rileys back in the day. I mean, they, they had a lot of guys, a lot of representation out there. So I figured they they knew what they were doing, and they ran a good program. And uh, you know, I I just ended up there. I liked it a lot better than uh, than the Arizona schools and the Southern California schools, and I definitely wanted to stay. Stay more out west, um, and you know golf courses like Shadow Creek. Getting to go play there every day is not a, not a hard selling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's for sure. Ryan, tell us a little bit about your game right now. We read off some of the stats earlier. You're 33rd in world ranking, 19th in FedEx Cups. Playing pretty well. Ta- ta- talk about that.
2: Yeah, I've been having a good. Uh, I'd say a fairly consistent year. Um, you know, up to this point, it was nice getting a win back in the fall. That gets you. Really high up in the FedEx Cup right away, and uh, you know that's, that's obviously the way the the tour works now, and the way the season works. That's that's a big priority is getting up on, the, on high on that on that list. Um, but you know, late, lately I've I had a good week last week, and uh, had some other good solid finishes throughout the year. And uh, but now with the FedEx Cup and the way it works, I mean, this is the time of year you kind of want to get it going. You got you know three majors coming up, and the big, you know, FedEx Cup event after that. So this is, and my game's been, I'd say, rounding into shape. it feeling a lot better. Um, like I said, I had a good good week last week, at least good first two days. Struggled a little bit over the weekend, but, uh, you know, sometimes you learn stuff from that and figure out what to do better the next week, and uh, hopefully that's what happens uh, with the US Open next week.
0: Yeah, and probably for the first time in history, the three majors that are coming up are all going to be played on links-type golf courses. You've got Chambers Bay, obviously St. Andrews, and you're back to Whistling Straits, and that sets up good for your game.
2: I think so. I think I've learned uh, how to play British Opens really well the last few years. I mean, there's a certain learning curve. It's just a very different type of golf, and it's certainly very different than what we play week in and week out, so there's a lot of adjustment there. And I think I've just learned how to approach it for me mentally and physically, just the type of shots around the greens that uh, I've gotten better at and more comfortable with using a hybrid or a five wood uh, instead of you know relying on your on your lob so much. But uh, but Chambers and and and, uh, and obviously St Andrews are very similar. But Whistling Straits is one of those sneaky ones that looks like a Lynx golf course, but it doesn't play like a Lynx golf course at all. It's very much still an aerial golf course. It just looks like one. Um, so. It's got that, those visual cues. So you feel like you're going to be hitting bump and runs and all that stuff around the greens, and you still just kind of hit your normal uh, normal chip shots around it. But still, it's a great place. It's beautiful, uh, and it certainly an uh, interesting challenge.
1: You mentioned the majors coming up. Uh, you're Seattle native. Tell us, uh, our listeners who may not have heard about Chambers Bay, tell us about Chambers Bay golf course.
2: I mean, Chambers is very much um, – very much a british open style golf course what we play on over there with the Fescue fairways and greens it's very firm and fast and i've played out there the last couple of days and and i think it's rounding in a shape just how they want it to it's going to be really really firm and really really fast for the week you know the kind of thing where you're hitting seven irons and they're releasing 20 or 30 yards <laughs> not 20 or 30 feet but really releasing 20 or 30 yards uh on the greens do you have to and what I think is interesting about that type of golf, and I think that's the adjustment, the learning curve uh, that you have over time, um, is the golf course kind of dictates more of what you have to do. It dictates the shot that you kind of have to hit. You can't just say, hey, I'm just going to hit a nice high cut in there. It's like, no, I have to land it, you know, 20 yards short, hit this slope, kick it around, and let it roll in there. So the course kind of dictates your your play uh, a little bit more. But... Uh, chambers is very much that way i mean there's a lot of slopes and mounds, and uh there's certainly a bit of a learning curve out there to seeing where the ball bounces and where it gathers and uh seeing air you know greens that are you know very severely uphill uh you know some of the holes out there but you still got to land them short of the green and run it up there because it's so firm if you fly it up top it bounces and, and rolls over the green now that's hard knowing that there's a huge false front And if you do come up short, the ball rolls forty yards backwards. But you know that's just that's what you got to get used to, and why you got
0: to get a few rounds in. Ryan, I read somewhere or heard somewhere—I think it was yesterday or today—somebody from Seattle saying that what this Open means to Seattle and the economy. They compared it to even more than the two Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl appearances. I mean, the, the win and the appearance. Talk about what this means to your hometown. I mean, this is this is big stuff. First time ever.
2: Yeah, this is, this is huge for this area. I mean, if you would have told me 20 years ago, we'd be having a U.S. Open in, in the Tacoma area, not just Seattle or not Washington, but really in, in the South Puget Sound, the Tacoma area. I mean, I, I would have thought you were crazy. But, uh, I mean, it's here, and it's, and it's awesome, I and mean, it it's huge for this area. I think it's very much a golf-starved area, a golf-deprived area, as far as certainly professional golf. Uh, so to get, you know, even any event up here would be great, but let alone for it to be a major, for it to be a U.S. Open, you know, our, our country's biggest, you know, uh, professional tournament really every year. I mean, that's huge. It's a huge great exposure for this area. It's great for, you know, people to get to see how beautiful and how amazing this area is. I mean, the weather is looking fantastic for the week. And, and uh, if anybody's ever been here and it's 75 degrees, there's, there's not a much nicer place uh, on the planet.
1: Speaking of golf courses in the area, I know you're involved with RMG Golf Course Management. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, we started that uh, a few years back. We, we've we owned one of the courses called the Classic for a long time. Um, we added another co- course called the uh, Oak Brook, which is a great old country club right there. It's, and it honestly is about a mile away from Chambers Bay. It takes a few minutes to get around because you have to go about around a big ravine, but it's, it's right there in Richmond. In, uh, in, in lakewood um and then we have a third golf course uh, mccormick which is out on the peninsula um but we put together a program that's you know making golf a little bit more affordable a little bit uh, more accessible um but still with great golf courses in great shape and you know i mean that's what, that's what we want to pride ourselves in is just uh, having a great golf experience but having it be reasonable and making it you know a little bit more uh, approachable uh, for for everybody
0: Ryan, if you were to play tour guide for somebody coming to the Seattle-Tacoma area for the Open, and three things that they wouldn't miss, I mean, it could be a tourist attraction, a restaurant, Pike's Fish Market, Throwing the Fish, or whatever, what would what would, what would you suggest that somebody go see?
2: There, there's, I actually have a, a, a lot of things. Um, but really, I mean, if, you, if you're in Tacoma, I mean, going out to, like, the Point Defiance area, it's pretty awesome. Like, just huge, you know, evergreen forests, and then you're right on the water, and there's beaches, and... Uh, really just getting down to the to Tacoma waterfront uh, is, is pretty great, you know, uh, and, you know, some great restaurants down there, Duke's would be a, a great restaurant, get to go get some uh, Mac and Jack's beer battered fish and chips, which uh, Mac and Jack's is probably my favorite uh, beverage around these parts, I'm a good, I, I like good beer, and uh, I think that's, that's one of the best uh, we have to offer, what else is there, what else to do? Sorry, I'm completely spacing right now. All right. <laughs> we, we can you, you lost me. You lost me in beer. Now I'm thinking about drinking a mac and Jack. <laughs> <I> Can't
0: focus. <laughs> well, let's look down at the feet. You're brought to us by our friends at True Links, where some great golf uh, golf golf shoes. Talk talk about your relationship with them and and the brand.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a company that I was fortunate enough to uh, be one of the co-founders of. We started it uh, a few years back in uh, 2010 and. You know, we, we we keep growing. We're making great, comfortable. I would say a little bit more stylish, a little bit more. Uh, you know, kind of something you could almost wear day in and day out. Uh, golf shoes, and it just it just keeps growing. I mean, it was for me. I was it kind of started because I wasn't really happy with anything that was out there. Um, anything on the market, was, they were uncomfortable and you know, didn't perform how I wanted to. So we decided, well, let's try and make something that's that's better, something that that performs a little bit better. And, you know, we came up with True Linkswear and uh, been making shoes, uh, you know, the last few years and, and making, I, I'd say, you know, better and better products every year. It just keeps getting, keeps getting better.
0: That's good stuff. Hey, Ryan, before we let you go, we've got to put you on the clock like we do all our guests. Dustin Johnson just went on five questions in 50 seconds. Going to put you on the clock. You ready to go?
2: Oof, I'll see what I can do.
0: Question number one, what major would you most want to win?
2: I mean, if I could just pick one, it would be the U.S. Open this week at uh, Chambers Bay, for
0: sure. Good answer. Question number two. You've got a four-ball match in the Ryder Cup against Rory McIlroy and Justin Rose. Your captain walks up to you and says, Ryan, you get to pick your partner, but it's got to be a UNLV alum. Who would you take?
2: I'd have to go with Charlie Hoffman. I got his ball. So good, it's uh, it's unbelievable. He's he's fun to play with and a uh, great
0: player. He's playing well. Question number three: Who's the most famous person you caddied for during your days at Shadow Creek Golf Course when you were at UNLV? Oh
2: man, it wasn't me, Ryan. <laughs> Actually, I think it was. I mean, I think it has to be. I didn't loop very many rounds out there, so. Uh... And if I did, I was probably not that, you know, I don't think I was a very good caddy. I'm definitely a better golfer than I am a caddy.
0: <laughs> Question number four, your dream foursome, who could you would If you could play with anybody, living or dead, who would your, your dream foursome be?
2: Man, you know, we, I, I get this one every once in a while, and I, I, uh, I have no good answer for it. I'd probably just play me and uh, my two brothers and my dad. Uh, for me, I mean, if that was the... Uh, that's just the way to go. It's fun playing with uh, my family, and uh, don't get to do it too often anymore. So
1: that'd be it for me. That's a good pick save it. Pick three tour players you'd like to play with and enforce them.
2: You know, I've been fortunate enough where I've gotten to play with uh, some guys that uh, other people my age haven't. I I played a practice round uh, at Augusta once with uh, with Jack Nicklaus, Gary Player, and Charles Cootie, Uh which is uh, pretty phenomenal. Another time, I got to play with uh, Gary Player and, and Seve Ballesteros. Um, I mean, Seve's not someone that uh, someone my age has really got to be around to play with. So, I mean, I've been, I've been so fortunate. Uh, I've pretty much got, I've gotten to play with all the guys uh, that I would.
0: So. Truly legends. Yeah. Question number five. Yeah. We've gone over fifty, but that's okay. Yeah. Will Tiger Woods win yeah. again on tour?
2: Absolutely. Down goes Fraser.
0: Hey Ryan, we we really appreciate you carving the time out for us. Can you give a few final words to our listeners here on Golf Better from Ryan Moore out in the Pacific Northwest?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, looking forward to the week next week. hope everybody uh, checks it out, uh, you know, tunes in, watches the U.S. Open, and, you know, appreciate, uh, appreciate this uh, great part of the country.
0: That sounds great. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Good good luck next week. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be pulling for you, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you very much. Take care. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Well, that was pretty cool, Kerry. Not only the 33rd ranked player in the world joining us to talk about golf. It talks a little bit
1: about his hometown, Seattle, and plays tour guide for us a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Gave some uh, places for people to look at uh, when they're out there next week, and uh, I think he's right. I think this could be a really great U.S. Open. I mean, it's a different type of course, different type of golf that we're used to seeing in, you know, in our part of the world, so uh, ought to be some some type of tournament next week.
0: Yeah, well, special thanks again to Scott Blevins and our friends at True Linksware for setting it up. Thanks to Ryan for joining us. Carrie, thanks for sitting in, and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of Golf Better at WorldwideGolfShops.com So long, everyone.